Welcome to the very first episode of the Public Transportation Podcast. This is a common and normal joint, and I am the host, Busfoot. I'm going to keep the introductions brief, but this is going to be a show about hip-hop, about music in general, about art, about a bunch of other weird questions I may have for the guests, beat-making, emceeing, and that sort of thing. And when I decided that I was going to host this thing, there was no question the first guest was going to be Chef Mike. Um, We'll call him the founder of Common and Normal. He is a friend of mine. He is somebody whose music inspires me. He is also an incredible artist in, in various forms. But I couldn't start off something like this without having him be the first guest. So without any further ado, let's get him into the room and we will see how this whole podcast thing goes. We welcome to the first episode of Public Transportation. We There was only one choice for the first episode of and that that is the dude, Chef Mike. Uh you know the the dude who steers the ship as well as anyone can steer a weird ship like common and normal. Um Detroit, Michigan. Um so welcome. Thank you for doing this first one with me, man. Yeah, no doubt, man. Thank you for doing uh having me on. That's pretty awesome. This uh, this immediately goes to the top of the list of things I didn't think I would be doing this year. But <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because yeah, no, it was just kind of just happened. I, yeah, I dig it. Yeah, you uh, you know, why not give it a shot and see how it goes? But I think it it's going to be enjoyable, man. So being the first episode and being that somebody might stumble across this who who might not know either one of us, um. Just start out with the basics, man. Who are you? What do you do? What is common and normal in your mind? Uh, so I, as you had mentioned previously, I am uh, Chef Mike, at, um, mostly known as Mike to the majority of humans on this planet. But uh, I am a musician of sorts. I'm a beat maker and also a... Um, I guess the founder of common and normal. I don't necessarily like to think of myself as the head of it because I re- I feel like it doesn't have one necessarily. Uh, I tend to make some decisions there, I guess, but ultimately um, uh, without it, I am not me. So I, I don't know. Um, at any rate, like, yeah, no, I, I just like to make music weird shit and, and draw pictures and and that landed me here with you (laughs) yeah it was a a little bit of a journey to get from point a to point b but here we are talking to each other uh on a a video recording it uh i think you and i first crossed paths in in about 2019 like the end of 2019 i think it was yeah um and it, as far as what common and normal is, like I thought it was like this big ass record label with like, you know, like chefs over there in a cubicle, like sending out 
contracts or something. You know, I didn't know from the outside what the fuck it was. Uh, so it's been interesting to to see the evolution over the past, like, I guess, four years or so. Yeah. I, you know, I don't think that you would be in the minority with that either. I think a lot of people have a, uh, like a preconceived notion about what kind of normal is like. And the reality of it is, uh, a little, little bit different. I think the, the other day I came, I had an analogy for it. It was like, it's like the wizard of Oz, you know what I mean? Where it's like, you got this all, all powerful, crazy wizard that all these people want to see and runs the fucking town or whatever. And then, Later on in the movie, Toto pulls the curb back and it's just a fucking weirdo back there, like pulling levers and pushing <laughs> and shit. And, uh, and no real rhyme or reason of what the fuck he's doing. That's kind of what we're doing. Um, yeah, man, yeah, that sounds like a, a pretty accurate summary to me, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I know you, like, this whole time we've known each other, it has, I've known you. Th- from a hip hop perspective, right? Yeah. Um, but I know you and I have both dabbled in in various forms of music in our lifetime. Um, but I but I also know that we both kind of came up listening to a lot of hip hop. Sure. What do you think? What led you to this version of you musically uh, focusing on on hip hop? When did that start? Did you come like start with it early and come back to it? How did that journey go? Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I've always been like a fan of of hip hop. Um, it's always been really close to my art all through growing up. Um, and I've been uh, super into music my whole life, too. And the thing about, I like, first and foremost, like, I guess I never really got into making it because I, A, I can't fucking rap. I got zero bars. I can't, like, that'll never fucking happen. Not, uh, not ever. Probably so, ever. so we're not going to be announcing that project today, I take it. No, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, I, you know, I, I had fuck all for money growing up either. And like a sampler was like so far away from something that I ever thought I would be like, have the ability to, to buy. So I never really like played much with one. And like later in life, I kind of put music down in general for a while. And later in life, I, you know, as hopefully most adults do, they start to save a little bit of money and then have some disposable income. And I just thought one day I was like, you know, I'm going to give this a shot and see what's up. And it was just like off to the races from there. I just was like, everything I always wanted to do musically, I I had the drive for it. I had like the ideas, I guess, in the back of my head. I just never knew how to execute them. And as soon as I had the tools to do it, it was like, I just, I was having a lot of fun. So like, I just keep doing it. Yeah, that makes sense, man. I mean, the part of the reason I always came up making music in a DAW and back in the day, like like a lot of people, I wanted that MPC back then, you know? And I was like, well, I could spend all this money I don't have on an MPC, or I could, like, try a thousand times to get a doll off a of LimeWire for free, you know? <laughs> and, and that was the one that ended up working, so... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, and and to be fair too, man, it's not like I didn't have any money. 
I just misspent my money. I, I spent on fucking weed. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, it, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. That's what I was doing at the time too, man. Like the the weed, you know, twenty four packs of the cheapest beer I could find. Like or something. I didn't prioritize uh, music the way I, I wish I had back then, but but we ended up here despite all that. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm kind of glad, too, because I didn't ruin my fucking name early on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, I feel that because I came up with Busfoot when I was, I think, 19. And I kept that in my back pocket for, I don't know, 16 years before I ever used it. And I'm glad <laughs> I did because 19-year-old me would have embarrassed the hell out of myself, you know? <laughs> yep, I feel you. So... Speaking of samplers and the ability to have or not have them, I got a kind of a random question for you, man. I've thought about this before. Sure. If we lived in a world, be it like the apocalypse is going down or the the electric grid just falls apart, whatever it may be, and you don't have your computer and your sampler what are you doing with music? Are you picking up the the banjo? You you becoming a, vi- a violin player? What are you doing, man? Or are you just using that energy for some other art form at that point? Uh, I don't know, man. I would probably I, I would probably be drawing pictures. You know what I mean? Like that's probably what it boiled down to. But shit, I guess if I had to like pick something, it'd probably be I, I'll make some fucking drums out of anything. You know what I mean? Like. I, all through growing up, I was always that annoying kid on his fucking desk, like click clacking away and fucking banging pencils and pennies and shit. Trying, you know what I mean? Like doing people yelling at me to shut the fuck up. Like that, I was. So I guess drums. I would find, you know, you find some something. Yeah, during the apocalypse, you'll find some trash somewhere and a few sticks and start making beats that way. Yeah, that, that's probably what it would be like. Desert Island, should I be banging coconuts together? <laughs> that's what's up, man. That's what's up. Speaking of the apocalypse, like, I think of you, like, you make dope beats with various sounds, but there's always this underlying spookiness to them. Like, like I've mentioned to you before, I think there needs to be a haunted house out there that just plays Chef Mike beat tapes all day. Um what what's the inspiration for that sound, man? Is that is that something intentional? Is that just where it ends up? It's I mean, I suppose, yeah, to a degree it's intentional, but there is something to be said for influence in that, like uh like going to, like going in college, I studied film film studies. And so like my focus there too was like italian horror uh and crime movies you know basically through the 60s you know from the 60s through the 80s and all those fucking beautiful soundtracks that were were done at that time um just weigh so heavy like on on my influence in any in any regard really so like it's kind of only natural that I like look to those records to sample from and uh, just, just being a, a fan of like horror flicks in general, like that, that mood is, is, is a big deal to me. One thing that I think I really try to do though, and it's not, I don't really even know how to describe it very well. I don't think, but like I try to um, use unsettling melodies and stuff like that and like very discordian like kind of like sounds and shit like that um 
in an effort to create like a kind of like an uneasy sound bed. I, once I like move into like straight up horror territory where it's just like fucking, you know, I like I, I kind of like I'm not trying to make like wrestling intro music. You know what I mean? Like, I just, yeah, I want, I want to make something that like makes you feel uneasy, not necessarily, you know, makes you feel like flying off the top rope and <laughs> shit like that. So, yeah, something that creates a little bit of tension. And then I guess uh, from your perspective as the beat maker, you get to decide throughout the beat whether or not you ever resolve that tension, right? Like it can transition into like a man that that beat had me on the edge of my seat, but now I I suddenly feel like everything is okay. Or you can <laughs> just or you can just leave them wondering, like, is everything okay? You know? <laughs> yeah. Sure. That's I think it's dope too. Like when MC hops on some shit like that and like brings that same energy. You know what I mean? Like wh when they like they know uh Pablo's a great example of that. Like he's he's really good with the subliminals and not being corny about it and like writing very eloquently but at the same time not like like bash you over the head type of shit. Um at that the Frog Brothers record that I just did, the EP with the certain ones guys, and it, those guys were fucking, they just killed it with the writing on, on those beats mm -hmm. in, in that regard. Um, that makes me smile so hard because then it's like I know the uh, the message, if you will, got across to another artist, and then, you know, like we fucking hook it up and make, like, uh, you know, connect and, and make a piece together that way. That's always interesting when when you make some beats and you have this maybe image in your head or this this thing in your head of like what it might sound like and then you send it to somebody and it's like waiting for to open a present like what did they end up doing with it is it dope <laughs> it, did they understand my what I was aiming for uh is it going to be like different but way better than i expected that's always a fun feeling man and, and that project was dope I, it's been getting um i've been seeing that thing everywhere man that it's getting some love it, it's a dope real dope project thank you yeah i really like how that turned out so i gotta ask you because the last couple of things we have done ha at, at common and normal have been compilations that uh have been food themed so the most recent one was uh some songs about hamburgers before that we uh we had illuminati glazillionaires that's a mouthful too that's hard to say like out loud but uh so you know i i had a beat on both of those so i kind of have my own perspective but like i want to hear your perspective on like the ability to to do something very lighthearted, kind of just out of left field, but combine that with a serious approach to making something dope at the same time. Yeah, man, I think uh, it's Sankofa, uh, uh, a rapper both you and I know, and hopefully um anyone who's listening um representing fort wayne fort wayne uh 
he always he's just he repeats himself over and over with the shit and it's like i can never hear it too many times he's like if i'm not having fun i'm not fucking doing it and like that's kind of how i feel about music at this point in my life and so when we approach compilations through with common and normal so many so many talented fucking people it's like I kind of have thoughts that we could do any, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like we could fucking choose anything. If it's a Halloween inspired shit, or if it's like, uh, we did like a tribute or whatever to, you know, um, fucking lockdown folks or whatever during COVID, like, but we just get to a point where it's just like, all right, well, let's see what, like, I, I'm also a fan of the absurd too. So I'm like, let's see how fucking far we can take this train. And <laughs> I remember like someone mentioned, let's make a fucking compilation about hot dogs or something in, in the fucking, in the group chat. And I said, okay, that's what we're fucking doing then. And, I mean, uh, to be honest, that seems to be how a lot of the compilations happen is we all start, start getting into one thing. And then we're like, all right, compilation, you know, and they yep. just happen to be hot dogs this time, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So like, uh, so I love it. I love pushing that envelope. You know what I mean? Like being like, and then when it comes out dope as fuck, it's like I get so much pride in that. And that like we could take something so fucking ridiculous and just kill it. Like, and and um, I think that's just really a testament to the amount of talent that we have as as a group of people. We're like, uh all the guys that we work with are just so I have learned so much from, from just being around them that, that like, I don't even want to think about like where I would be as a musician or even a human being without them. So like, um, doing stuff that's fun to kind of come back full circle to my initial answer. Like that's really like, uh, that's paramount for me it would, because uh, like I just turned 44. I don't have any reason to do this for any reason other than fun. I'm not ever, you know, going to fucking be Scott Storch or whatever fuck his name. Like, that's, <laughs> uh, like I don't want to be that person either, to be honest with you. Like I'm just want to have fun and, um, and I'm so thankful that we can do it and be good at it. Like, <laughs> well, I think that that's one thing, man, is, you know, it's pretty obvious that for people who make music, if you're not, you know, Beyonce or Taylor Swift or whoever, it's hard to make any sort of money, right? And streaming doesn't pay much, all those things. And people talk about the downsides of that, but in my opinion, the upside of that is that you can do whatever the fuck you want. Like, yeah. the goal is that to me, the goal is disconnected from all of that shit. Anyway, the goal is to have fun to continue pushing in that direction. Like, like the dudes in that crew, the, the stuff they put out, how dope those projects are. That's often what fuels me to make whatever I make next. And like, that's the goal, man, is just to have a community, have fun, and try to make something as dope as I can. So I dig that part of it. Me too. All right, man. So I kind of want to wrap it up by talking about anything you've got going on, coming up, anything common and normal related, any solo projects. What are you working on right now? What are you excited about? 
Uh, a couple of things, I guess, that are in the kitty right now. Uh, I got a album that I produced a, a fair amount of beats uh, for Pavo uh, on with whatever, uh, and I'm pretty excited about that. And then um, also, like, I just been kind of uh, in a space where like um, life is real busy, so like I, it's hard for me to kind of make. Uh, like create like grand schemes to things, but like, it's always really important to me to, to make sure I spend some time making something. So like, I, I'm basically just kind of, I've been listening more than I've been producing, but I've been like making beats sparsely, I guess, but in an effort to kind of like change things up and like work on some new like methods, that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, that's that's basically where I'm at with music right now. As far as common and normal goes, uh, this Friday uh, we have a, a EP from Yosisko Kid and a friend of his that is going to drop. And then um, I think the next thing that we're working on in terms of uh, like in terms of like compilation, the last conversation I remember was uh, doing like video game inspired music. Video is- games. That's right, man. Yeah. That, that one will be fun, man. I, I know a lot of us, uh, a lot of us grew up with, with those. And, and I mean, I don't normally sample video game music, but I think I'm going to have fun with that one, man. I think so too. I think I will. I don't know if it's the same for you, but I think I will because I don't normally sample video game music. It's going to give me me an opportunity to kind of look at some new things, like for sure, like new, man. New ways of doing things, I guess. Absolutely, that'll be. Yeah, it's always good to force yourself to do something. Uh, to and you're like, oh man. That one part of what I just did, I could use in all of my shit from now on. (laughs) That was a good (laughs) lesson to learn, you know? Um, All right, man. Well, I really appreciate you being the first guest on here. Um, Oh, man. Thank you for having me on. It's been fun. I I hope we can do it again once we iron out the kinks of this whole podcast thing. Like, next time, man, I'm going to be on top of my game. You'll be like, where they got sponsors now? (laughs) (laughs) Shout to the listeners too for being along for the maiden voyage. If you, if you made it this far, man. <laughs> yeah, if you're if you are still with us, you are strong, and uh, we appreciate you. So yeah, we're we're uh, we're definitely gonna have to do this again. Thank you, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Buster.